Learn as much as you can about business. I always see you can be CS for life. I think that's awesome. It is such a wonderful opportunity to get up and close with people who are running in businesses, involved in running businesses. So I feel like the more you understand about the way businesses function, that's gonna help you in your business as well as the customers you serve. It can only add value to your arsenal. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Howdy, folks, and thank you for joining us. You're listening to Lifetime Value, the customer success podcast where we help you wrap up the week that was in customer success and get you off on the right foot for the one ahead of you. I am your host, the Wesley Snipes of Customer Success Podcasts. My name is Dylan Young, and this week's guest of honor is a co-host of the CS Speed Mixer and Rock Paper Success at CS Insider. He is a voracious reader and lover of languages, and he is not intimidated by artificial intelligence or karaoke. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Jean-Pierre Frost with us today. Hello, hello. We in here, we in here. Round of applause. Um, we're going to go by JP, is that right? JP, yes, let's do it. JP, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So JP, you and I, we met on LinkedIn. It's also where I found out you're about to start a new uh, career. Is that right? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I got a new position uh, over at uh, this wonderful company called Canary. Um, I'm really excited to be working with them. It really coincided with me sort of getting more active on social media. And of course, they uh, do social media management for, mm. you know, executives. So it's a really great opportunity. I'm really excited to like just learn a lot uh, from everyone I work with and um, to work with Jocelyn more closely, who's the person um, I, I knew first over from Canary. So, yeah. Shout out to Jocelyn. Now she's going to be required to listen to this. I like that. You're creating a yeah. captive market for me. Exactly. Uh, JP, what are you passionate about when it comes to uh, customer success? When it comes to customer success, really, you know, it's that learning factor. I think that you know, they always talk about curiosity is one of those elements you have to have as a CSM. Mm -hmm. So being able to constantly sort of facilitate this this curiosity and by extension, wonder. And so for me, it's about when I get to know a new customer, let's say in my book of business, it's about learning about who is this customer? What really are they looking for? And really that process of discovery, as well as just being able to learn more about their business and what it takes for them to be successful with our particular product is just, I think that that's what I'm a person who loves to learn. So in essence, it all comes down to that ability to just constantly be learning from my customers. Um, that really drives me. That's what I'm really passionate about. What I think is interesting is it's that the age old lesson for customer success folks of like, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. And I remember this was a long time ago. I currently work in, in mortgage fintech 
And back then okay. I also was, but I remember my boss saying, well, do you know what your company does like within the mortgage space, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I think it's this. I think it's that. She's like, well, haven't you asked them? And I was like, but won't that make me look stupid? Won't they lose faith in me? And I right. think the answer could absolutely be yes if you if you ask these questions in the wrong way. So I think part of the art of customer success, and, and I want to hear your your thoughts on this, is in asking those questions in such a way that kind of bring the the customer along this this curiosity journey with you. Absolutely. When when somebody shells out the money, let's keep it real. When somebody mm-hmm. shells out the money <laughs> to purchase your solution, usually over some other solution that they've been using, there's there's a clear you know reason that they're doing that. And I think that that is, in essence, the center, the, the big bang, you know, of like the universe of customer success. Why did your customer purchase the product? That's literally like what they're looking to align with, whatever that they're doing. So I feel like all the efforts of a customer success manager, we're really just trying to make sure that we align with whatever that reason was that they bought that they invested in our particular solution. Yeah. I the agree. Best way to do that is is to understand their business, right? And how yes. your solution fits into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. Amen. JP, you're relatively new to customer success, right? That I am. How did you yeah. find it? I was working in uh, retail before the pandemic happened. I started getting that good money from the government. Ooh, I was like, I can't go back. I can't go back to retail, baby. This money is too good. I'm getting, you know, the best assistance I can get. I'm eating lobster tails and jumbo shrimp and steaks and all in the same meal. Having the time. Yeah. Yeah. Surfing turf uh, all the time. So I'm like, man, I cannot go back to this. So it really started through LinkedIn learning. I was interested in sort of servant leadership. Servant leadership led to basically like scrum, scrum master, project mm-hmm. management. Oh, you're all over the place. I, I like kept it. Going down, kept going down the rabbit hole. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden now we're, we're all into the, um, you know, I found customer success. I was like, oh, what's this? And so I realized that that was just such a great opportunity to leverage all this customer facing experience that I had in the past, combining it with my love of tech, basically. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, this is a beautiful baby. Let's go for this customer success. JP, I hate to break it to you, but you have broken one of the laws of the Lifetime Value podcast, and that is being interrupted. Usually it's a, a work messaging platform. Slack, Teams, but you were more egregious and you let your phone ring. And so usually, that's me, baby. Usually the game, I I understand you're Mr. Popular, but look, so usually the game we play is. I don't even know who called me. I don't even know who called me. So I told my mama, I told everybody I was on this podcast. My mama was so upset. She's like, okay, baby, I'll talk to you later. Go ahead and do that podcast. All right. Well, then somebody was bad, but I muted my phone. We good. We good. The usual game we play is truth or dare, where the dare would be for you to tell us what the message was that you received. That is not an applicable option. So instead, you have to choose truth, which is you have to tell us your worst customer experience and the worst customer experience (laughs) you have ever had. Now, 
you've been in re- you were in retail for a long time. You're a retail That's warrior, right. so that I'm, yeah, you may plumb from those depths as well if you prefer. Yeah, yeah, I can tell a quick story. I used to work for Victoria's Secret. I was a manager over there, and that's its own, I'm sure. You meet the criteria. I I met it, and I exceeded it. (laughs) Um, So we had a group of girls in the store who were exhibiting what we call theft behaviors. Oh. And they were, yeah, they were definitely like, you know, they bunch up, they sort of this thing. And, and so being the manager, I have to try to train people. And I'm like, okay, to one of members of the team, could you customer service them, you know, um, just to make sure that they're finding everything all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. And so a little bit later, we got a call to the store. It was from the mom of one of these teenage girls who were in i mean it was definitely it was shoplifting let's be clear the record it was shoplifting but the mother i guess was more upset with us how dare you accuse me so basically we were threatened she Mm -hmm. said when you get out of work tonight blah 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 so we had to have mall security escort us Outside after this, and I was like, I know this ain't real, but like, whatever, we, we had them escort us out, and like, nothing happened. But like, I'd never been threatened at work, especially because it's like, you should know, you should know your kid, you should know she. The mother of the criminal threatened your physical safety? The mother of the criminal, yeah, yeah. But that was retail, man. Victoria's Secret retail at that. I got stories for days. Is it true you are not allowed to chase people if they run away with merchandise? This is true. This is true. You are not allowed. Exactly. exactly. There's a no chase policy. There's a no chase <laughs> policy. So, like, if you don't get it, we used to have theft rings. We used to get calls from the stores that are like, hey, these people are coming up from Connecticut. They stole a bunch of bras. They're coming to return them to you. So, just wow. be on the lookout for xyz thing you know contraband so, undergarments yeah okay. yeah hey everybody out there likes victoria's secret don't steal how about or, just everybody in general i don't work there anymore i don't work there anymore do what you want <laughs> okay let's get back on track let's get JP, back on track at what point did you become more outspoken within uh cs and and online was that after this this last customer success role you had or or what what prompted that Honestly, I'd say my involvement with, you know, CS Insider, really great group of people. You know, I'd had my experience with with the first company I worked at, A to B. Um, Shout out to them. I was just sort of thinking about maybe I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not an expert and I'm not going to pretend to be one. But I still believed in my ability to contribute. That's really where it started. I just began to say, like, what's me? What's true to me? You know, what can I do? And, and, and really, a lot of that was just, I wanted to put smiles on people's faces. I wanted them to just present something that was a little more, yeah, it's informative and it's there. But, you know, we had so many layoffs recently. And I thought, like, it would be just great for people who may be having a tough time. I just would hope that the content I put out on LinkedIn was just, you know, somehow helpful or somehow gave them a smile. So 
And I think that's a natural connection point for where you ended up, which is writing horror stories about customers churning. Yes, the churn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The churn, folks. Tune in. I'm supposed to put out chapter three today. But well, that's right. I'm, you said you still I'm, got some work to do. That's I, okay. I, I still got some work to do. Let me see what I can do for today. But yes, yes. JP, do you want to jump into some uh, current event topics? Let's go. <laughs> JP, I'm going to give you one guess. What is the hottest topic out there right now? AI. No. AI, chat GPT. You're wrong. Come on. You're wrong. Really? Yeah. What is it? Spy balloons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And the greatest, yeah, spy balloons. Yeah, yeah. What were we doing? What were we thinking? um yeah yeah you're right you're right it's crazy they found more as of at the end they of the found week more at the end of the week Man, they found balloons more. are never going to be the same now i may need to become a csm for a balloon company they're ruining point. balloons for everybody hey. my, my son's <laughs> first birthday is coming up i'm not having any balloons no more balloons I'm not yo. gonna lump me in with That's that it. not we're done no helium no nothing nothing okay well, so you called out AI. That's not on my list. And is this mm. is that because of what you uh, what the the primary topic was of the CS speed mixer on Thursday of this of this last week? I mean, I feel like the the primary topic was because it it is spreading. Personally, you know, I'm still I think thinking about how I'm gonna utilize it. But I've seen so many different products already highlighting an AI feature that they have. Can yes, I ask you something? Yes. I'm a bit of a cynic in this regard. You're going to hear it in this question. Please. Yeah, be cynical. Do you believe that they are highlighting AI purely for its powerful capabilities? Or are they highlighting AI because it is one of the primary topics of conversation in the larger population today mm, that's a good question i think that with any technologies we largely saw a lot of applications were free coming up but like even chat gpt i heard is switching to like maybe a freemium model yeah, going yeah. forward mm -hmm. and so if you have any investment in ai then it's like well then this is the time to like of course talk it up so i think that there is for sure something going on in terms of like the zeitgeist because i think that ai is one of those areas as far as as a species i don't want to get too deep but that, that, like i don't i know when you say oh as a go species, deep you're about to go go deep go somewhere else all right but as a species right now we've been sort of like what what's been the frontier like we've you've seen terminator 2 you've seen skynet mm -hmm. we've seen like this sort of you know, The Matrix, one of my favorite movies. I mean, Matrix, The Matrix and Blade are like 1A, 1B, like on any given day. So I think it's a fascinating horizon to explore. You know, I think that we're dealing with, okay, in one hand, there's a fascination because we can use it for something. But then there's this, I think there's a, also a fear of sentience and what that... <laughs> What are the consequences sure. Sure. of that sentience? Yeah. 
And then you start talking about, well, what exactly is sentience? And, like, is this even a possibility for what's going on? And I think that, like, all this is coming down. It's a lot for people to digest right now. Why not just be like, hey, we have a product. You, you can use it here. As this conversation continues, I am finding it more and more humorous, particularly mm-hmm. because as we all become familiar with chat GPT in a way that I just never thought I would be. Yeah. There's an ongoing, there's this deeper level conversation of people who now they're giving tips on how to write the best prompts for chat GPT. Mm. And it has me wondering whether we might spend our mental energy better by thinking of how to best serve our customers. I can write a great email Mm -hmm. and then I can turn that into a mail merge that slightly changes the data points for each one of my customers I want to, I want to hit. And I don't have to consult articles and so-called experts on how to write a prompt for chat GPT, who's going to write it not in my style. And so I'm going to have to edit it anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. Limits. I'm I'm over Chat GPT. Can I can I provide that hot take to you? I'm over. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's a thing. Hey, hey, you're over it. That's great. <laughs> that's great. So I, no, that's great. Hey, hey, look, I like it. So I just trashed. It's not your, like it's the toilet. It's not like it's the toilet. I trashed like, your topic that you brought to the table. I apologize, Jeff. It's not my. T- I ain't made no Chat GPT. It's not my time. I just said what I see. It ain't nothing to do with me. I don't lose no money or no sleep over chat GPT. Trust me. This is going to be the theme of today, though, because my mm. next topic, I'm also kind of mm. tired, of, tired of hearing about. And not because it's not important, mm. but how about the conversation around revenue for customer success practitioners? I think it's very important. What do you important. mean by that? I think it's very yeah, important, yeah. but I think we're starting to spin our wheels with the revenue yes. conversation. I yes. think we all can agree that we ought to own revenue or a piece of it. All right, let me be clear. A piece of it. Yes. Agreed. In your previous role, were you were you responsible? Did you have a quota or or anything kind of similar to that? You know, actually, because in my previous role there were not a lot of KPIs at the time, mm-hmm. that was the only thing that we were responsible for. Now, I didn't have a responsibility necessarily individually, but we had a responsibility as a team. You know, working in a very early stage startup where, to be quite frankly, it's like, yes, there's a CS team, but like as opposed to sales where you can easily see the value that people are bringing or not bringing in, CS was sort of very nebulous. And so some of the things that I was a part of in terms of the sprints or the the tasks we undertook were about how do we increase revenue? And then, you know, the way that we did that you know, using sort of some different things, for example, basically like negotiating usage-based pricing to get their to get their spending up. And so, you know, we were tasked with seeing, you know, I think just for example's sake, maybe going from bringing in 800,000 a week to bringing in 1.2 million a week. So making that, you know, that jump. So it was it was a collective task. It was expansion. It wasn't it wasn't just retention. Right. 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 Interesting. Uh yeah. what do you think about being responsible for a piece of revenue? As a CSM, do you like that challenge? 
or do you, I think a lot of people assume the customer success will start to uh, have the same sort of pressures as a sales team. Mm. What's your opinion? Pressure is pressure. CSMs are, uh, of course there's pressure. There's already pressure. I think that sales, you know, they're used to a certain kind of pressure because with the quotas that they have, they're very motivated to deliver a certain bottom line. I think that this is a byproduct of a recession, whether you believe that it's a recession or not. I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's like astrology where people are like, I don't believe in it, you know, but it's like, well, here's the evidence. That's another topic. Um, I'm perfectly fine with owning some revenue. I think that like actually in in my group, like we are going to be owning somewhat of the revenue. Mm -hmm. I think what the key is, is, is how, how it's structured that you own revenue. I think that that is the most important thing. I don't think it's a bad idea at all to have us linked directly to revenue. I think that that also helps us as CSMs, to be honest, because the more that we can talk directly to the impact that we have on business, Mm -hmm. the better that we will be able to really sustain our function that we provide to businesses. Um, And I heard this coming also like over a year ago as far as the whole revenue thing. So yeah, it's, it's, a, pass. it's a drumbeat that's getting louder and louder. And I think right now we're hearing it so much because of uh, the recession that's not a recession. Right. Uh, right. And I, I tend to agree with you in that, first of all, having something that tracks your performance, whatever it is, KPI of, of any variety, super valuable, super important for folks who are right. goal driven in that way or numbers driven in that way. But I also agree that there's the way in which it is done, the motion through which you achieve that revenue is is super important. I also think a lot about the level of accountability that customer success can hold other groups to, mm. which is oh. often, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yes. Working in a company, everybody's on the same team, but for a customer success practitioner to sell, is very different. So Marcus Wrench actually talked about this in last week's episode. He said they are diametrically different, the first sale versus any following sales, because the first sale is based on unfounded expectations and not unfounded like they're false, but there's no way to prove them truly until you get in there and you use the product or the service. But everything after that is based on the experience they've had thus far. If that experience sucked, well, then we got to be able to hold people accountable for the fact that we can't sell anything. Right. So you're talking about the sort of uh, any ways that we can, whether it's through, you know, incentive or structure to make sure that sales and CS are linked, that they go as each other goes, right? Are you speaking to like this rift? that sometimes we have between sales and CS where sales is allowed to overpromise, like you said with this. Well, that's a whole other thing. Okay, okay. That's a whole other thing. I'm actually talking more about product. Okay. Product or uh, any other department that delivers upon the service. So in SaaS, it's typically product. A lot of SaaS companies also have services, arms, and customer success needs to be able to keep those folks accountable. If those machines are not running efficiently, customer success can never succeed at what it does. 
that's mine. Which is goes Thank back you. to the whole thing where it's like customer success is not just a customer success department thing. It's got to be a company, a company culture. And I think that that's the linchpin accountability. Mm-hmm. You ready? I got another one that I'm tired of hearing about because I'm yeah. just in a I'm in a bad mood. Didn't I tell you, JP? Come on, I'm in a yeah, bad come mood. Come on, I today. love it. I love it. Who who thought the CFO wasn't going to be involved in somebody spending his money? I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, people are doing news flashes. It's like, hey, hey the CFO is going to know if, you, if you're asking for money. The CFO is right. going to know. Uh, my take on this is just going to be like, look, content. Sometimes people just got to put out content. Mm. And and people that's just what we're like, doing here. <laughs> yeah, but this is but this is good content. This is not like that other content out there. This okay. is the best content. Thank you. Thank this is you. a lifetime value podcast, baby. <laughs> I think it's sort of similar with some of these like talk tracks that we hear, where there's a CFO or other things that involve CS. Just because it's like people are trying to keep keep relevant, keep the content coming. Maybe that's just um, what should we call it? Buoy content. It's just like to help keep you floating. It's not like the real juicy stuff. It's not like the sunken treasure ship content. It's just like buoy. Just keeps up the flow. So everyone's just talking about that, and you call they'll it, eventually switch. You call it buoy content. I call it duh buoy. content. What I what I think is interesting about the CFO thing, and and I wrote this after. You know, I was I was perusing the internet, and mm. I think I saw oh, three, Lord. four posts in a row about the power of the CFO. You would have thought the CFO is a new goddamn position. Like we never heard of this before. This dude's been around forever. Yeah, I mean, that's why. That's why this is like, why, 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 why are we doing this? It's it's con. I just I, literally, I'm saying, I, I, the only thing I can think of is like it's content. Put out the content. If people are clicking on it, put it out. You know, mm-hmm. but not 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 like this. This is the best content you're ever gonna get, folks. All right. Lifetime value podcast. Dylan Young. We're doing stuff that nobody else is doing out there. So stay tuned, y'all. <laughs> yeah, just talking a lot different. of shit. This is this is a little bit of a different format than I'm used to. I think. I'll I'll put a period on the CFO thing. I think they absolutely have a place in the conversation, very high level. You always have to be prepared to speak on value at every level of the organization, the value that you provide, your company provides at every level of the organization. Yes. And I think we're focusing on the CFO because of the tightening of the belts right? Money's not cheap anymore, so on and so forth. The same thing you're going to hear for a while. But if you're a good CSM, this is just my opinion, maybe it's a hot take. If you are a good CSM, you understand the way your customer's business functions, you should be able to speak to the CFO about the value that your system provides, even if it does not directly impact the CFO. Yes, but do but do CSMs have the ability to articulate that efficiently? What's their job? This is absolutely, absolutely. But but I think that that is the one area. Like I took a revenue ops course through HubSpot, 
And just that little sort of like, it was only like an hour and a half of my time, but there was a lot that I learned in terms of how you, you know, present these things to members of the C-suite that have the attention span of, you know, you know, yeah. let me just, I don't think that that's like necessarily a bad thing. I'm not trying to down CEFOs, obviously. I'm just saying that when you have someone where they're like, I need you just like with your customer, you need to articulate value, mm-hmm. give them the value quickly. These people are used to, how are you going to articulate that quickly? And mm-hmm. I think that for some folks, there's a temptation to include or focus on information that isn't particularly pertinent to furthering that justification. Yeah, I want to make sure everybody out there heard that. What JP is saying is you've got to tailor your message to the audience. And the CFO is a different audience. I have this rule of, it's not a rule of thumb. It's probably some sort of like inverse uh, formula. But the higher the person is on the ladder, the less sentences you use with them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that. That is exactly correct. Yeah. Exactly correct. But I may be low on the ladder, but don't come to me with a whole bunch of paragraphs either. I don't want to hear that stuff. <laughs> You're just impatient. You're not busy. Yeah, You're just I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to hear. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, keep it. Keep it a couple sentences. I'm gonna try to do the same with you. Yep. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. JP, I want to move on to the next segment. I think we've been doing this the whole time. But let's put a name to this. This is BS in CS. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've been waiting for this. So this is my favorite part of this. This is my favorite part of this. I've been waiting for the BS. Come on, baby. Let's do it. So, JP, if you had to choose one, what is the trend, catchphrase, or otherwise related to customer success that you would like to see done away with? Everybody talking about the CFO. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Does it, does, I uh, took that I got, one. I, got, I would say that, like, I understand that people are coming to CS all the time. New people are coming in. I, I don't want to necessarily judge the content I see from my lens and my view, which is where I'm like, come on now. But there is a plethora of, like, here's what CS is and here's what CS is. You know what? I honestly feel like CS is freaking everything. When somebody says CS is not customer support, my number one thing is like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, but like, you think if a C a, a CEO has one of their friends using their service or whatever, and they need something done, you think that that person is not doing customer support? Of course they're doing customer support because they're going to help them to like get what that solution is. In fact, they're probably going to send an email that has a whole lot of weight to somebody over in customer support, like, hey, I need you to take care of this ASAP. He's a Did VIP. that CEO not participate in customer support? You know, I understand it's in terms of like, we don't want the functions to get blurred in terms of like all the, t- you know, something you do all the time. But like, I just see a lot of like, here's what CS is, here's what it isn't. We know the real answer to everything is it depends. Mm-hmm. What kind of company are you working for? Some people mm-hmm. are trying to use CS at a company that's not SaaS, it's not subscription-based, it's going to look very different. 
And, you know, we have some people, you, you said you're doing um, mortgage fintech, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's that may look very different. There was a, there was a company I interviewed for in this process. They make a software that's like really cool. It's part of fintech, but that is native to spreadsheets. And it's really cool. But that's a totally different like thing. So they're going to have a structure that is different. So I would say sort of some of the blanket statements that just sort of get made. I guess that's putting pressure on people to actually put out actionable, valuable content. I don't want to be the person in the room to be the shakeup because, like, you know, I understand. Sometimes you just got buoy content, baby. If it's all buoy content, that's something yeah. else. What do you think yeah, about this? This uh, I'm thinking of, like, how else can we make it very clear who these content creators are talking to? Because yes. they are technically correct for a mature company cs only does certain things they're technically correct for a pure SaaS company only does certain things but there are 10 percent of companies fit into that category and 90 percent do not and so all these folks are out here they're consuming this content and they're like yeah that's not my job Right. Right. It almost sows discontent when they go back to their job and they're like why do you want me doing that I read, right. you know, Joe Schmo on LinkedIn said, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> I fell into that trap. I fell into that trap early on. I was like, hey, man, why am I doing all this stuff? And it's like, because the company isn't even a year old yet. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. You know? Because you sit next to company, the CEO. Right. Right. A, <laughs> yes. In an yes. old storefront. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. What, of course, this is like, not you, Salesforce. You're going to be asked to do more stuff. Like it's <laughs> like that's the nature of the business, and you will find your way out. Just as a warning to everybody watching, you will find your way out very quickly if you want to be in, in CS and not understand what time it is. You need to understand what time it is. <laughs> and I think maybe the the positive takeaway there is, and I've had this conversation before in this segment with other folks. Just always be questioning. Is that information targeted towards you? Is that information uh, motivated by something that doesn't apply to you? Is that person selling you something? That happens a lot. A lot of of people out here selling courses now, JP. Mm. Uh, It's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time before you start selling the churn subscriptions, chapter subscriptions. (laughs) The churn, oh, my, the churn will always be free. That's straight. The churn is straight buoy content, baby. Straight buoy. <laughs> All right, JP, let's start wrapping things up. So I want to ask you to call out a colleague of yours, a CS player of the week. Who out there is moving the customer success profession forward in the past seven days in your mind? Who do you want to give a shout out to? Wow. So I love all y'all. Let me start off with saying I love all y'all. Please, the like hundred other people I don't mention, you are all fabulous as well. But I thought about this and I'm going to go with Carly Agar. The reason is we have a lot of people who are looking for work. I don't want to sound just like silly about layoffs. This is a real, you know, really important thing. Carly is doing a lot of work for free. She does have an accelerator program you can pay for that I've heard is really great. But 
she's doing a lot of work for free. A lot of the content she posts, I love seeing it because there's no BS. She's always giving something of value. So if I'm going to highlight anyone, it's going to be Carly because I only get one. All my other people, please don't kill me when this come out. Like, I love all of y'all. A lot of you are also doing great stuff, but I'm going to give us a call Agar. Well, I got to tell you, God bless you for following the rules because I don't think a single other guest has. They always call out more than one. Wow. Too late. No, Can't no, do it. I'm, uh, yep. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I already Moving broke on. one of the rules. Moving so on. <laughs> ah, well, this is, I, I feel like the rules are meant to be broken, particularly in this case. Yeah. All right. Referrals and recommendations. If you could take the audience members and point them in the direction of any one thing, and it does not have to be customer success related. It could be a mm. book, a podcast, whatever, mm. or an activity. Like a cause you're passionate about, or oh, okay, anything. You just want to tell them to do something. So it could okay. be something you enjoy. It could be something you hate. Maybe you wish ill upon the audience members. That's fine. Oh too. my god, I do not wish ill upon. I wish the best for all of you. This is what JP does. I wish. I wish the best I for know, everybody. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put you in a box. You trying to put, put in me a in a box? I won't be boxed, baby. Um, <laughs> what would so it be? I would say, look learn as much as you can about business. I always see you can be CS for life. I think that's awesome. It is such a wonderful opportunity to get up and close with people who are running in businesses, involved in running businesses. So I feel like the more you understand about the way businesses function, that's going to help you in your business as well as the customers you serve. It can only add value to your arsenal. There is a book called Seeing the Big Picture by Kevin Cope that I think is, they call it like an MBA in a, in a book. And it's really short, but I love short books. That means you're not BSing. So any books that, you know, that they're on strategy, just sort of these other, I'm not going to mention the books that you, you all probably have heard about a million times because they're out there, but. In any any way you can educate yourself about the way businesses run and what's needed is going to help to develop your acumen and your ability to get in front of issues before they arise with customers because you will have said perception. So that's going to be my one recommendation. I think it also lets you talk to talk if I could add to that, right? You mm. might not be a business owner. You might not be an SVP, C-suite but you know what makes them tick. They're just humans, right? And the more you can talk exactly. that business talk. I and and I agree with you. You could be you could be in CS forever. I love CS for the for a lot of reasons, but one of the primary reasons is for its ability to expose you to so many different businesses. Yes. Yes. You don't get that in accounting. Can't sleep on that. You only got exactly. one P&L in accounting. But in exactly. CS, I get to see how they're all doing things. Right. Don't take that for granted, folks. That's one of the, the big jewels of being in customer success. Again, this is what excites me about it is because I can learn from these different companies and I can, it, it just gives me a level of insight that's you know, just really great. Yeah. Oh, I just thought about somebody I could have mentioned. Nope. Well, but you know, that's okay. Can't do it. It's all, it's over. It's over. JP, where can folks connect with you? You can find me at www. 
linkedin.com slash I N slash Jean-Pierre Frost all together. I took the hyphen out just for you, baby. Jean-Pierre Frost. Look me up there. That's where I that's where I live. I may come out with the podcast later this month. Uh, I don't want to commit to it, but I don't, I don't. Uh, so just find me on LinkedIn. Just do that. You're gonna have to let me know about that podcast. Do I will. Little, do yeah. a little cross promotion. Yeah. I will. Um, uh, briefly, I'll just say that that podcast is gonna be. I, hey, I want to say it. I don't know. I want to say it now. Yeah, I know, I know, but to. it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be different, but it's gonna be very like, I think I think people are gonna really enjoy it. So, come to Lifetime Value, check out this podcast because it's awesome, and then come on over to my podcast when I come out with that later. You'll you'll be covered in this customer success thing, I promise. You. So is that is it going to be about customer success? It's going to be related to customer success, right. and I'm gonna the one the one thing that's constant that I know is going to be there. It's going to involve culture. It's Got going it. to involve culture. So we're not just going to be talking strictly about like the, the, the topics of success. It's going to be more about people's cultures and what they bring to success. Oh. So it's a little more intimate focus. Yeah. I dig yeah, it. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. And everyone's goes. got a culture, right? Everyone's got some kind of culture and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be something where I could have, you know, lots of people come on and, and they could just talk about their their culture. And um, yeah, so that's 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 it. All right. So I know you haven't started yet, but where can folks learn about Canary? Oh, yeah. You can go to www.qnary.com. Like it. And how about CS Insider? Yes. Look up CS Insider on LinkedIn. Just type in CS space insider we have so many things always going on we have an event coming up on the 21st is that rock paper success crunch time rock paper success we're coming it's gonna be great um i don't want to say the guest because i don't want somebody drops out or can't make it but i will say that it's going to be super awesome please come check it out i will be your host for that so we're going to have a good time um it's going to be about the evolution of cs so where we've come in the past, where it could be going in the future, and how to best prepare yourself in the present for what's to come. How do you so, sign up for that? Just go to the CS Insider LinkedIn page? Yeah, go to CS Insider. We should be making an announcement shortly. Um, you should be able to, we'll usually provide a link where you can sign up through Luma. I think that's the, the service we yep, use. Yep. I'm going to tell you, though, we got like 100 people for the Zoom, and there's already going to be four people taking these five or six people so we got 94 spots so please come check this out if you want to see it live if not don't worry i got you we will have it recorded and we will share that later as well very nice jp it's been an absolute pleasure you bring a phenomenal energy yeah man i'm so hey thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it i love what you're doing you know with this podcast and you know, I'm, I can't wait to see like where you go, where where what it evolves into. So, hey man, you you got a fan over here. Thank you, JP. I'll be talking to you soon. All right, sounds good, man. Everybody, you have a wonderful week, weekend, whatever time it is. JP is rooting for you. I love it.
You've been listening to Lifetime Value, the podcast for customer success professionals. If you like what you've heard, please rate our show and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Please note that the views expressed in these conversations are attributed only to those individuals on this podcast and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of their respective employers. For all inquiries, please reach out via email to dylan at lifetimevaluepodcast.com. Find us on YouTube via our channel, Lifetime Value, and find us on the socials at Lifetime Value Podcast. Until next time. Hey, can I get you to do one more thing for me? I want you to do a, a little call out for uh, Lifetime Value. Say your yes. name and you're listening. Just say, hey, this is JP Frost. You're listening to you, Lifetime Value, the, the customer success right. podcast. Listen up. Stop whatever you're doing. This is Jean-Pierre Frost, a.k.a. JP. This is the Lifetime Value Podcast. It is the customer success podcast you need to be listening to. Stop what you're doing and click on the link. In one take. Don't need another one. Hey.